This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. And welcome into another edition of another Dolphins podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. I like how Josh is waving during a podcast. It is very special, but thank you all so much for joining us. It's a big show today. I got Merrick with me. I got Joshua and we have some important things to talk about. We are going to go through some of the players that Miami might miss the most this upcoming season. But before all that, I got to get a vibe check for my guys because there's a burger out there, gentlemen, and I don't like it because it's not even a burger. Yeah, you, I mean, you got to explain to the people what you're talking about here because you're right. It is not a burger. It's I don't even know if it's technically a grilled cheese. Maybe we should talk to our boy uh, Josh Houts here, former former uh, you know high class chef in the in the Pennsylvania area. But what is this thing? What is it called? A real cheeseburger? Is, I think is that so. the official is it 20, name? Is it 20 slices of cheese or something? Crazy 20 like that? slices of cheese <laughs> and two buns. That is it. Yeah, I guess that would technically be a grilled cheese, but I mean, that's just, that sounds awful. That sounds is terrible. It grilled though? It ha- it, if it's just like cold cheese inside <laughs> bread, that, like a cold roll, that'd be gross. It's Did got they put toppings on it. Do they, does it get lettuce and tomato and onion? Nope. Cheese. No, the toppings are cheese. You get your cheese topped with cheese, and then that cheese is topped with more cheese. Eventually, we get to a bun, but who knows when. You, you probably get all backed up and can't poop for weeks after that, right? It comes with prune juice. Is it is it not like one of those pictures? You see the pictures going around where it's like, how do you like your hot dogs or how do you like your bacon? And it's like not cooked. Bar- like you open up that burger, that's what's going to be. There's going to be cheese in there that's not cooked at all. <laughs> Just a little warm, melted, and then just mush. It is the gross. It's, you're going to get every single type of cheese. Now, this is only available in what? Korea or something? I think Japan? Oh, I, I didn't. I'm not I didn't. sure. I was going to say we need to eat one, but I guess if it's not even available over here. because Guys, I live, Island. Big Mac. Island. I live Island. in Iowa. I would eat that sandwich. Ugh. I would eat it. I live Ugh. in Iowa. We do things like that. We, we deep fry... <laughs> Like like the weirdest stuff, and then we just eat it because we're like, yeah, that's good. We we <laughs> call things salad, which is just like noodles mixed with mayonnaise. We just call that a salad over here. That's what Taco we do salads. in the Midwest. I was gonna say you live in Iowa, so you don't have a palate, but it does sound like that might be the case. Yeah, noodles like and, that and that mayo, burger. Are you talking like macaroni salad, or are you just talking? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. macaroni mayo? salad, which is just literally macaroni noodles mixed with mayonnaise boom salad there's, there's vinegar in there there's got to be some vinegar in there i know we put a little bit of sugar in and uh, no we don't we don't do that uh, it's two ingredients <laughs> you eat it and then you feel bad about yourself for the next seven days in idaho the I'm only sorry. two uh they only have salt and pepper those are the only two seasonings they know of. So this this cheese sandwich like when i saw it i was like oh yeah that's wisconsin because like that's what they're known for right but, the cheese and we're so close to Wisconsin, we're right on the border. So, like, I just figured I would drive a couple hours. I'd hop into Wisconsin. I'd grab this uh, 
this real cheese. I, I'm not going to call it a burger. There's no burger. There's no meat on this. It's just cheese and bread. I figured I would go get it because I hate myself so much that I need to try this cheese sandwich. Why, I think you why could probably they... cook one, right? You could probably handle that. Just get some craft singles and uh, yeah. some rolls. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to go to culinary school to make this Burger King real cheese sandwich. So, can we talk about how garbage of a name "real cheeseburger" is? Because one, there's no burger, and guys, Cheese King was right there. You could just order a Cheese yeah. King. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's that's much better. But again, I think it's only available in like Korea, one of the Koreas or Japan or something, an Asian country. Thailand. 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 Okay. That makes sense, I think. I don't know why, but it does. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Jake confirmed Thailand. So, yeah, I mean, if we can, let's do this. Let's all just go get some rolls and some cheese. And <laughs> I'm such a big texture diva. No chance. No freaking – because, it, it, like, you're going to have so many different types of the same cheese. It's It just sounds – some of them are still going to be cold. There's no doubt in my mind. Some... 20, di 20 different cheeses, though. That would be pretty cool. Like, that would be deep worth trying. Oh, maybe. wow. Yeah, right? okay. If That's I have ever do. heard a stoner thought in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what Josh, you are the culinary expert. What is your favorite type of cheese? Oh, I'm, I, I cheese is I, I don't really care that much for cheese. They sent us over to France what? in culinary school. What? I mean, I, I'll, I was gonna say I was gonna say pepper jack, so that's not even a good answer, but like I'm they, gen they to again, as a Midwesterner, I am genuinely offended by your cheese take. Who doesn't like cheese? That's it's, that's it's like whatever. saying I don't like, like breathing air. I don't I like to drink it. liquids. I mean, it's I, good, but it's not like when we went to France, like they made us try all these cheeses and I'm like, half this stuff smells like feet and I guess kind of tastes like feet if you- The, the stinkier, the better. This I love stinky cheese. So I think all they're you trying to do here- also drink kraut juice. I'm sorry, Jake. He also <laughs> drinks kraut juice. <laughs> Yes, the more the more offensive the flavor is to my taste buds, the more I like it. That's just how I roll. I think what might come out of all this is actually a good idea because you know there's a lot a lot of people in this world who love cheese, um, cheese boards specifically. So Josh, the fact you said twenty different types of cheese on this thing, I think we're approaching a world where you can shove an entire cheese board just in your mouth at once. You know, the, each bun's just a little like trisket. Why not? Yes, yes, I'm down. <laughs> I'm totally down. I'm what eating is this pod right now. What 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 are we calling this pod? This is this is great. We got to do this every podcast. Yeah, this sounds like a Packers podcast. This is what you call July twelfth, two weeks before people report to training camp. And I promise we're gonna get into some dolphin content. But Josh, you are one of the greatest content creators I know, and you posted a tweet today that piqued my interest to a whole new level. Like there's clickbait, and then there's your storytelling. So please, first tell me the tweet. And then I'd like the backstory. Okay, I don't have the tweet up, so uh, forgive me if I'm off. And thank you for calling me the greatest content creator, but that is absolutely false. But um, I was my kids found a Pikachu stuffed animal. They wanted to watch Pokemon. I admittedly never watched Pokemon. So, I mean, I've seen some episodes here and there. I know the song, but we turned it on. I think it was episode three, and uh, Ash is going against Team Rocket, man. Pikachu's banged up. He sends out a Pidgeotto, who I think was also banged up. And he comes out here with a Caterpie against Team Rocket. I think he had a, what, a coughing maybe? Uh, what, what's the snake's name? And he, I'm Atkins, like, it's snake backwards, dude. It's literally snake backwards. 
Wow, I didn't realize that. Okay, but yeah, he was getting ready. I was like, this there's no way Caterpie is going to be able to do anything here. And he crouches down and they're coming at him and he hits him with what is it like slingshot or something? Or and I'm just string shot, actually. String shot. See, I, I should have had the answers to this. And I my head exploded, man. They were all wrapped up in these webs. He ran up and gave him like a shoulder charge hit stick and and sent Coffin into the, the shadow realm. And I'm just I couldn't believe Caterpie just single handedly beat Team Rocket. So that was but- a tweet. Um yeah, a, a actually, true David versus Goliath story, huh? Yeah, exactly. And then I just uh the previous episode, the one I was just watching, they were at uh he was fighting Brock and Brock kind of held back. <laughs> I said, this is so nerdy. Brock held back because Pikachu was getting ready to get destroyed by Onyx, and then uh the fire sprinklers went off. Pikachu hit him with a thunder shock, shocked him, and then uh Ash was like, Yeah, I can't win this way. So he just bowed out. So I'm four episodes in and my head Dude, exploded. I can't believe he this Don he basically threw away the playbook. <laughs> he, he had the chance to beat him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come back and beat you fair and square." Because spoiler yeah. alert, man, <laughs> dude, I think this is the old one. I'm pretty sure this is like the yeah, old. Yeah, I mean, this that... only came out about a quarter century ago. Jesus, yeah, it's it, it's pretty good. I'm I'm surprised at how good it is. <laughs> so I, I used to have... wait. I, you guys are the Pokemon guys. I used to wake up at 6 a.m. every morning before school so I could so watch. It's... Pokemon two episodes before school started. See, it would always be on, but I never watched it. I always heard the song, and uh, yeah, my head exploded. This is I, I got show. up for Zoids, nothing, nothing else. That that was my morning. I couldn't tell you a single thing about that. I just know robotic animals. One final thing on this Pokemon topic, Josh, because I'm I'm surprised you didn't know that about Ekans. Um, we have kids that listen to this, so I'm literally going to end it with this, so we don't get too deep into it. So, Josh, if Ekans backwards is snake. What do you think Arbok backwards is? Cobra? Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. to wrap this up, I, got lucky. I got lucky. To wrap this up, gentlemen, there's a Pokemon called Muck. Leave it to the imagination. Oh, no. So, no. gentlemen, gentlemen <laughs> there's a report out there that Delvin Cook has an offer for the Minnesota Vikings. It's your mom's favorite Pokemon. <laughs> Muck, Muck is what we're all going to do if they sign Delvin Cook, right? <laughs> we might have to censor all this. <laughs> this is the clip right this will be the clip that we can at least we leave it in i vote we leave it in a thousand percent oh man all right so gentlemen a report came out that delvin cook has an offer on the table from the minnesota vikings for seven million dollars pretty interesting i think that's kind of an underlying theme throughout this the Vikings never wanted to get rid of Delvin Cook. They just thought he was getting paid too much damn money. So when you hear this and we start getting into the idea of uh, penny pinching, right? This isn't going to be a huge contract. This isn't a Saquon Barkley situation where a dude's trying to make 20 million and get out. What do you think when you hear that, uh, you know, Delvin Cook has an offer for 7 million on the table to go back to his old team? And then also the fact he's not interested in it. So in my opinion, that that $7 million figure is very interesting because the Vikings are on the hook for $2 million regardless of if Dalvin Cook plays for them or somebody else. So a $7 million offer from the Vikings is actually equivalent to a $5 million offer from another team. And I, I feel like a lot of Dolphins fans on Twitter feel very comfortable at that $5 million mark. But it's also been reported that Dalvin Cook has a standing offer from the Miami Dolphins, and it's an offer that he's not willing to accept yet. So that means the Dolphins aren't offering $5 million. So then you wonder to yourself, what are they offering? Is it a $3 million deal, a $4 million deal? 
somewhere in that range. And if it's in that range, you have to think if no other team is willing to come in here and blow the doors off, he's going to end up a Miami Dolphin because the Dolphins don't have state income tax. So that helps them in that regard. But also Dalvin Cook is from Miami. That's been talked about ad nauseum. So if the Dolphins come in at like a $3.5 million deal, that's one and a half million dollars less when you factor in the fact that that the Vikings already have to give him $2 million regardless. So you add the $2 million to the three point five that he's get, getting from Miami, that's a $5.5 million deal. Is that $1.5 million enough to keep him from coming home and playing in Miami on a one-year deal? I don't know. I'm not Dalvin. Maybe it is. Maybe that's enough to keep him from joining the Miami Dolphins. But I actually found that a lot of people are kind of like, yeah, who cares, whatever, whatever. I thought that was a, actually a very insightful report that I believe we got from Omar Kelly on on uh, Sports Illustrated. And I think he took that quote from Boomer Esiason, of all people. I didn't know Boomer was that plugged in with uh, with his sources there. Uh, but, but I thought that was pretty interesting, and it actually made me believe that it's more likely that Dalvin Cook ends up in Miami than he does anywhere else, including Minnesota. How would you feel about that, Josh? Yeah, I was a little bit, I guess, taken back because for as much as we've been talking about Dalvin Cook, this was the first time we heard any of this, right? We heard about the Minnesota deal being on the table. Today we heard that he's getting the $2 million there. So, um, again, I think that uh, the Dolphins will, are doing their due diligence. They obviously would prefer to have Dalvin Cook, I believe, in that offense, but it's going to be Chris Greer at their price tag, right? I mean, and what that is, I don't know. I mean, you mentioned it could be, what, a $3, $4 million deal plus that $2 million he's getting from Minnesota. I feel like that deal is probably already on the table. I mean, I can't imagine the Dolphins lowballing him that significantly. I mean, yes, they have the state income tax thing that everyone's talking about, the beautiful weather, but Dalvin Cook was set to make nearly $11 million last season. I mean, if he has an off, if he's willing to take that small of an amount, I mean, sign me up, but I still think a team might overpay for him. And if you're Dalvin Cook, I mean, everyone keeps talking about this uh, July, what, 17th deadline. If you're Dalvin Cook, you just wait for someone to go down, and they're going to be calling you up offering you the moon so um i think i said in a previous podcast two years 13 million i threw that out there so 6.5 million a season how that would change now obviously with that two million that you mentioned from minnesota um yeah you can you can take that do the math yourself there four and a half then from miami but um i just don't know that's going to happen i think if you're dalvin cook you're better just to wait and see how the market falls and when they come calling you i just think um it would be awesome to have dalvin cook in the dolphins backfield like we said muck 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 so the issue here that I'm just having a hard time. Bring us back down to earth. If if two million dollars is the difference between Delvin Cook being in Miami or just out in the atmosphere, two million dollars is nothing in the NFL. I to, don't get me wrong, two million dollars would be awesome. Drop it on my lap whenever you want. But if this is a situation where Miami really wants Delvin, where Miami thinks he's the missing piece, two million dollars is nothing. They can make that work no matter what. My concern is that there's a situation going on here where it's just everyone trying to play each other. I think there is a scenario where if everyone, if this is like, well, what is it, the office, where they're all kind of doing the Spider-Man meme at each other, there's three of them. Um, what's ha- That's what's happening here. And they're just waiting for someone to blink and start pushing up that price just a little bit. But Merrick, I do agree with you. If nothing changes, nobody blinks, I think he would you know, swallow his pride a little bit ignore the seven mil and take whatever Miami's offering. I don't think he wants to do that. I, I said this in the past. I think he wants to go somewhere he's wanted. It's just very weird to me that, you know, everyone's like so gun ho like, yes, he's a four-time pro bowler. But if $2 million is the big difference here, there's something else that's the issue, I guess, is, is my concern. 
Yeah, and I mean, from Miami's perspective, Mike McDaniel loves Raheem Mostert. Mike McDaniel loves Jeff Wilson Jr. And Mike McDaniel was really jazzed on that Devon A. Chain third round selection. You know, he wanted to take him in the second round. That's how badly he wanted Devon A. Chain. And then you hear the reports from OTAs, you hear the reports from minicamp. Devon A. Chain is apparently blowing the doors off uh, and impressing everyone down in Miami. So you wonder how. Mike McDaniel in particular feels about adding a Dalvin Cook who could be a progress stopper for somebody like Devon A-Chain and who could also and will also take away carries from Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. I just feel like the running back position is a position where guys get banged up all the time. Guys get injured all the time. Uh, and and you want to rotate guys in and out, especially in Miami where the weather gets hot, man, and 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 people wilt like like flowers in the sun. So if you can get another body in there who who has had success in the NFL, has had success in the wide zone scheme, and you can get them for a deal, like you know, on on clearance, you might as well do it. You might as well say, screw it, let's get this guy in here. And, and let's figure out how to make it all work in regards to who touches the football, how many times, and in what situations. Mike McDaniel's an offensive genius. He should be able to figure out how to get the ball to these guys in the particular situations that will fit them well. I trust him to do so. If it's a matter of, of, of you know, a couple million dollars and you have to go up to match Minnesota's offer, I don't think I'm doing that, especially with how cash-strapped Miami is right now. They're looking for depth at the defensive tackle position. They're looking at depth at the inside linebacker position. And then they're also looking at all of these extensions they have sitting in their lap right now for guys like, you know, Christian Wilkins, obviously, Zach Steeler, Javon Holland coming up next year, Tua coming up next year. Like, you got to make decisions on these guys. So having a couple, two, three million dollars extra to do that, that means a lot more right now than it did, say, two, three years ago. So if you can bring him in on a deal, I'm all for it. If he doesn't want to come in on a deal, that's fine. Let him go somewhere else. Let him head back to Minnesota. That's that's also uh, you, you know, fine with me in that scenario. Yeah. And I guess, um, like Jake said, he wants to go to a team that wants him. I mean, he's has to look at that Miami dolphins depth chart and realize that he's not going to come in and be that bell cow that he might want to be. But at the same time, you know, the other team that's interested or apparently interested is the New York jets. And if Brees Hall is healthy, I mean, he's going to be, you know, taking a chunk out of those carries as well there. So I guess it all comes back to what Dalvin, yeah, what Dalvin cook wants to do, how, you know, much of a centerpiece in those offenses he wants to be. But um, a lot of Dolphin fans will sit there and throw stats and analytics at you, you know, how many zero to one yard rush the Minnesota Vikings had, you know, how they stack up against Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. If Dalvin Cook's been playing these last few years with a messed up shoulder, like it sounds like he was, and he still put up those, what, four consecutive 1,000 yard seasons. I mean, this is a talented player, even if he lost his steps. So um, I don't necessarily know that the Dolphins probably view him as that, you know, the guy that's going to get, take them to the Super Bowl because when you look at how talented that backfield is and how they're going to give each guy their touches, I mean, I don't think you could seriously say that, but everyone should be able to sit here and say that if Dalvin Cook is in that backfield, the Dolphins offense is going to be much better and just what he can do in pass protection, what he can do as a pass catcher, all of that. I do go back to what Merrick said though, and how that's going to stunt Devon A. Chain this year, but then you got to go back to last season and how they kind of redshirt Ezukoma, Channing Tindall, who apparently isn't ready. And they can see maybe Devon A. Chain just being that guy that returned kicks and making an impact like that every now and then. So I don't know what the Dolphins have up their sleeves. They obviously have other needs, like Merrick mentioned, defensive tackle, um, you know, 
they have all those extensions eyeing them in the face. It'll be interesting to see what happens, and hopefully this thing's all resolved within the next five days like everybody keeps hitting that. But um, I just feel like it's going to go on longer than that because if you're Dalvin Cook, you really have no reason to sit there and sign that deal. And if you're the Dolphins, I mean, if you really want a veteran back, I mean, there's still some guys out there, right? Leonard Fournette, um, I'm going to throw this name out there because I have always had, you know, always been in love with Ezekiel Elliott, even though he's kind of a corpse now. But there are some veteran backs that they could bring in if that's what they want to do. But again, I just don't see how they fit, so... Um, that's the last thing I'm going to say on Dalvin Cook. I'll teeter tomorrow and say they don't need him, but right now, find a way to pay him. Just don't overpay him. And I think that, Merrick, you kind of hit the nail on the head there where the issue isn't the $2 million. It's $2 million and all the headaches that come with it. You know, Raheem Moster and Mike McDaniel, you know, are, are like brothers in a sense. And the fact they'd have to have a serious talk. I think the second Dalvin comes in, one of those two running backs, whether it's Moster or Wilson, it could be both decide, all right, dude, you got to trade me. And then all of a sudden it just headache and balloon. And that's where I kind of see uh, everything kind of falling apart. So while it's like $2 million, I, I do feel that, hey, there's a situation here where there's a lot more dominoes than, than just $2 million. Um, Jake, do you, do you think Dalvin Cook is a better running back than Raheem Mostert? Yeah, but the issue with Miami's rushing attack last year had nothing to do with Raheem Mostert, had nothing to do with Jeff Wilson. I think both of them were top 15 or 16 in yards per attempt. The issue was they just didn't run the ball enough. He is better. He is better. But if we're going from like, you know, let's say say 83s in Madden to an 87, 88, I, I don't really see any huge value there, to be completely gotcha. honest. Okay. That that helps me see your point of view. Uh, I I. In particular, I do feel Dalvin Cook is a significantly better back than Raheem Moser and Jeff Wilson. Um, and I feel like if you had a Dalvin Cook at your disposal as an offensive play caller, you would be more inclined to run the ball in certain situations if you had more trust in the guy you were giving the ball to. Um, so I guess when it comes down to Mike McDaniel's relationship with Raheem Moser and Jeff Wilson uh, in particular, this is the NFL. And to me, if I'm if I'm in the NFL, if I'm a coach in the NFL, I'm not there to make friends. I'm there to win Super Bowls. And if I think that Dalvin Cook can help me win a Super Bowl, then then I'm saying bye bye to Raheem Mostert, bye bye to Jeff Wilson. Hello, Dalvin Cook. Let's create a legacy. If Mike McDaniel wins a Super Bowl as head coach of the Miami Dolphins, he's getting a statue outside Hard Rock. He is. It's happening. And he's getting a tattoo on my left ass cheek. Yeah. It's just, that's that's how it's going. Yeah. I heard it I, here I, first. I need to get a bigger ass cheek. I think I've already committed too much space to 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 him, to Tua, to I've made too many bets here. But uh, do more I'll be a good problem to have. But I'll to be, me, if it comes down to maintaining relationships with, with players or winning a Super Bowl, I'm gonna pick winning a Super Bowl every time because the NFL is a business and you want to create a legacy for yourself. You want to set yourself up to make the most money, you know, throughout your entire career as a head coach. And, and having that Super Bowl championship under your name on your Wikipedia page, that leads to you making even more money and creating an even better legacy. So if Dalvin Cook does that, you know, and whether you think he does or not, uh if Mike McDaniel thinks he does, then I do think this deal gets done. I'll be getting a two a tattoo on my ass cheek if they make the Super Bowl. And the last thing on Dalvin Cook, just to clear the air, Jake. Remember, I told you I traded like a two first round picks, Cedric Wilson, former whatever in the beta. He was a ninety three overall for what it's worth. So oh, you're getting that, you're getting that superstar. You get you're you're improving about uh, ten overall, and you're getting that superstar uh, running back. So I just had to throw that out there. But 
yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent, but I agree with Merrick. You got to kind of put those relationships aside. But if there's any coach that, you know, might not do that, I mean, it could be Mike McDaniel. He really seems to be fond of uh, Raheem Mostert. And we know they went out there and they already gave a fifth-round pick for um, Jeff Wilson Jr. But, yeah, I don't think either of those guys would should make you not approach and go after Dalvin Cook. But then again, using a third-round pick on Devon A-Chain, who's blowing the doors off things, that might do that. So that's the last. I had a weird shower thought, and do you guys feel bad for Miles Gaskin at all? This dude no. had to put in so much. Dude, he's made no money, not no money, but he was on a seventh-round pick contract. He started for an NFL team for three years, and now he. I, I think he, he – I don't even know if he starts the season on a team. I just – that went through my head on how much he's done for this franchise and the fact he – I think he, what, had one – game last year i think something crazy like that on the practice squad all year i felt kind of bad thinking about yeah, that well, and putting all together people talk about miles gaskin and him being the leading rusher for the team a few years back but like forgive me if this if this is offensive to anyone but isn't that like being the prettiest girl in the trailer park Dolphins yeah, weren't a good football team. team Chris Patrick did, yeah. But that's because Mark Walton was a bad egg. If Mark Walton wouldn't have been a, a piece of crap, he would sure, have been sure. team in rushing that season. I just mean for, like, his usage. He was such a big part of this team, and I just – like, like Cedric Wilson's making seven mil. I, I think Miles Gaskin had a bigger impact through those years. That was just a Ram shower thought. To wrap sure. this up, to wrap up one of the most ridiculous segments, one of my favorite segments ever, let's go around the room one last time and say where we think Delvin Cook ends up. I'll go first. Denver Broncos. Interesting. Uh, I think he does end up a Miami Dolphin. Yeah, I'll go Dolphin. Weenies. 